Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Well, welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Great to have you with me. Let me dive right in in this podcast to a topic that is of great concern to me and I think may affect a number of events coming up in American life, including our presidential elections. Uh, One of the recent surveys that was absolutely fascinating to me was done by the Pew Forum. They released the results on July 22 of 2019, and it had to do with Americans' trust in their political and their national institutions. Uh, Pretty important. Now, obviously, there's always cynicism about national life. There's always cynicism about politicians. But If we are to have an impeachment process, if we are to have an election, if we are to have any kind of contentious national uh, process or challenge, uh, who is it that Americans trust to decide that, to orchestrate that, to lead that, to handle it with grace, character, and in a bipartisan way? Where is the trust in American national leadership life? And the facts are very disturbing. And given that we are now in in a very contentious impeachment process, given that we're likely to have a very tight presidential election that, who knows, might go to Congress, might, again, like elections have earlier, ended up in the hands of the Supreme Court, what institutions do Americans trust? And if they don't trust those institutions, and if decisions have to be made by institutions, leaders, et cetera, who are in low esteem, then could we be looking at some kind of revolutionary reaction? Could we be looking at some kind of uprising? Could we be looking at uh, even uh, an exacerbation of our national division? I think it's important. Let me give you some statistics. Uh, The most respected people, according to the uh, Pew Forum's polls uh, in America, are, believe it or not, scientists. About 83% of Americans say that they absolutely respect scientists. The theory, I think, is that scientists deal with facts. That's the assumption anyway. And so 83% of Americans say they do trust scientists. Well, it starts to drop off from there. Um, clergy, religious leaders end up somewhere around 61%, still lower than they'd want to be, obviously, but still a, a majority of American people trust clergy. Um, but after that come journalists. Journalists only get about 55% support. Only 55% of American people have any level of trust for journalists. And that's, of course, part of our national divide. About half of the U.S. doesn't trust journalists, and the other half does. And of course, we're hearing from journalists every day. So that divide is deepened almost every day. Business leaders now are trusted at about a level of 43%. Only about 43% of Americans trust business leaders for any kind of, well, leadership, any kind of forward motion, any kind of guidance as to what's right and what ought to happen, any kind of competence in terms of executing what's good for the country. And politicians are down around 36, 37%. The Supreme Court approximately uh, a few points above that, but not not far off, approximately the same. So politicians, only 37% below business leaders, journalists, scientists, clergy, and other leaders at any kind of national level. Now, the crisis here 
is one of who would lead in a crisis. That's the crisis. It's crisis leadership. Who would lead? Uh, If we had an election that was thrown into the hands of the Supreme Court, as the Al Gore-George W. Bush election was, uh, would we have the same trust in the Supreme Court that we had then? Would we have that now? The answer is no, emphatically no, because of political appointments to the court. Of course, all appointments are in some way political, but because of recent appointments to the court, many people, especially on the left side of the American political spectrum, uh, don't have as much respect for the Supreme Court as they once have because of the shenanigans on Wall Street and shenanigans in business quarters. People don't trust business leaders as much. And they definitely don't trust Congress. Congress comes in even below Donald Trump and the Supreme Court um, as maybe one of the most, one of the least effective uh, institutions in our society. So who would handle, who would make these decisions? Uh, right now, the Chief Justice of the U.S. Supreme Court is actually conducting the impeachment trial uh, in in the Senate. And do we trust him? Do Americans trust him enough if he has to make a decisive ruling at some point or uh, lean the proceedings a certain way uh, as he sees right? Will he be trusted? Is there enough confidence in him? And if there's not a lot of confidence in Donald Trump, in the Supreme Court and in the U.S. Congress, then who do people trust? Well, they tend to have a relatively high trust for the military. Uh, Most Americans would say about 80 percent. But that doesn't help us much because you don't want a military coup, for heaven's sakes. Uh, You don't want the military deciding elections. That's the opposite of how American history is slanted. So what do we do? And I'm going to tell you that what we're going to need is a new kind of leadership. We have been so partisan and leaders have curried favor so much with the power brokers and their parties when it comes to American politics that Americans really don't look to very many people for the absolute truth. They tend to align tribally. There are those who think Donald Trump is just the best thing ever and that he's a hero, and uh, that he's the one who's going to make America great again, and they are completely devoted to Trump and in love with him. And there are, of course, those, and you know this very well from your own experience, there are those who think Donald Trump is a buffoon, uh, and he's destroying the country, and he's taking us all down the road to destruction. And uh, that I had heard one person on the air say it's possible that Donald Trump, if he gets another term, could be the last American president. They literally believe he's going to end the nation. So that's the kind of partisan divide we deal with all the time. So who do we trust? Who would trust? Who would we trust? Well, what people need, as I was saying, is they need a new kind of leadership. We need a leadership that is not just blindly loyal to the internal power structures, the internal power brokers in Washington, D.C., We need a kind of leader who speaks the truth. Those who speak truth, those who step out of the process, those who are willing to lead, uh, those who are willing to defy defy the party, uh, defy the power brokers, speak the truth and do what's best for the nations, they are respected. I'll give you a quick example. Uh, Look at John McCain. I imagine that some of you are rolling your eyes because some folks uh, don't like him very much. But his popularity is huge and the Polls show that his trust factor when he was alive was very high because, right or wrong, they at least perceived that he would make decisions based on conscience and what was right for the country. 
They had watched him, for example, in the in the famous little bit of film where in, in one of his town hall meetings, a woman said Barack Obama, whom John McCain was running against, was a Muslim. Therefore, she didn't trust him. He was probably in league with terrorists. And John McCain, now this is this is while he's running against Barack Obama, said, no, ma'am, no, ma'am. Uh, he's a good man. Um, he's, he's not a Muslim. But even if he was a Muslim, he's a good man. He's an honorable man. He's a patriot. You don't need to have any concerns. Now, that's while he was running against Barack Obama. Well, when people saw this, they said, this man's a patriot. This man was a POW during the Vietnam War. This man's fought for us. This man suffered for us. This man bears the, the damage in his body from sacrificing for this nation. He loves this nation. He cares about this nation. He will do what's right. And so he was much more highly rated. And I think those, since we're talking about elections and the will of the people, and polls come close to analyzing that, um, he was much higher in polls than almost anybody else in Washington because people perceived he would do the right right thing, even if it ticked them off. Well, it's time now for a new kind of leadership. It's time for a new kind of leadership in churches and in clergy. It's time for a new kind of leadership politically. It's time for a new kind of leadership in every realm in American society. And it is a a kind of leadership that is not beholden to a power structure, but rather is willing to speak the truth and rally people to the truth and offer solutions. When you provide a people hope, you acquire a position of leadership in their lives. And that's what American leaders have not remembered. Instead, we bash the other side and we think that we can rally people to us uh, if we are angrier, if we are more vitriolic, if we are more heated um, about the other side than anyone else. And so, yeah, you might you might draw a tribe to yourself, but will you heal the country? Will you fix the country? Will you be able to build consensus? And the answer in Washington, D.C. has been a decided no. And we see that going on right now in all the procedures that in all the proceedings that are happening. Let me tell you a little bit about Winston Churchill, who's, of course, my hero. And if you listen to this podcast at all, you're going to hear about him from time to time. Uh, During the 1930s, Winston Churchill was very much out of favor in British society. Uh, He had done some things while in office, um, including the the failed Dardanelles campaign. Uh, He had uh, earlier in his career done some other things. And so he was very much ostracized during the 1930s. So he wrote... And he studied, and he listened to experts, and he watched the rise of Nazism, and he began to warn the country. And while the politicians, remember now Winston Churchill was was out of favor, while the politicians were very much uh, fighting and debating and uh, trying to appease Hitler and what have you, Churchill was telling the world the facts. He was telling the British people the facts. He was telling them the truth. He was warning them. And he was like a prophet in the wilderness. And when the time came, they turned to him. They turned to Winston Churchill to lead. And of course, you can imagine that I think that that was a good call. I think most people would say it was a good call, though after World War II, they voted him out of office. But why did they vote for him? Because they perceived that he wasn't just a product of a given party. In fact, he had changed parties a number of times in his political career because he didn't find that the party served him well. Uh, And so, you know, he he would often say, I didn't leave my party. Uh, My party left me. And he would change to another party, and then he would leave that party when it's when his principles would dictate. So that's what's going on today. We have a very politicized leadership. We have a very party structure addicted uh, leadership. We do not have people, for the most part, who get up and simply speak truth. 
and then provide solutions. And that's what we're going to have to have. We're going to have to have it at every level. And quite frankly, if I was just speaking right now uh, to a room full of future leaders, young leaders on the rise, I would say this is the key to your success. The key to your success is not that you're always the rebel and the lone ranger and the, uh, the nonconformist, but that you are willing to speak the truth, that you are not just part of a uh, of a political power structure, uh, and also that you you are not simply doing whatever will give rise to you. When you watch the slate of candidates running for office right now, I think most of us draw the conclusion that what they're saying is what's best for them. The gotcha moment on camera, uh, the the heated discussion, the heated debate there uh, during the debates, the moment that's going to be replayed. That's what they're going for, many of them. And we don't see leaders who are willing to tell us the truth about the country. That's the key to rising. That's what people are looking for. That's what's making them hunger uh, for greater leadership to rise. So in Congress, the House, the Senate, in the executive branch, Supreme Court, uh, certainly in journalism, uh, certainly amongst our political class, uh, certainly amongst the opinion molders, clergy, etc., universities, we need people willing to say the truth, people who are uh, devoted to a higher purpose, people who are patriots, and people who want to see America be what it can be. We're in a leadership crisis. And I want to make a small prediction. It's not unique to me. And that is that if we have a very tight presidential election, and if it ends up being decided by Congress or the Supreme Court, as is the procedure, uh, especially if there's some some controversy about voting uh, proprieties, uh, we will have a crisis in this country because right now we don't trust the institutions of government and leadership enough to decide something so huge. And right now, the election will probably be won within a percentage point or two. And that will really raise questions, as it always has. And it will really specifically raise questions about proprieties of voting. Who will we turn to at that point? It's time for leadership. It's time for a fresh spirit. It's time for nobler spirits in in terms of inside the hearts of human beings. And I urge you to do what you can to bring that about. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times best-selling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.